are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, Red Sox fans. Welcome back to Locked On Red Sox on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I am recording this in the midst of the bottom of the eighth of this World Series game. The Dodgers are up 3-1. to one. Mookie Betts just hit a home run, which is a dagger in our hearts, obviously. And honestly, I figured I would just record throughout the last inning of the game because what else do I have to do? The Red Sox offseason's been going on for almost a month already. I gotta say, this game has been absolutely insane and not without its very fitting Red Sox references, obviously, the Mookie thing aside, we've been talking it to death, but of course, anytime you see Mookie doing anything for the Dodgers, it's going to make you think of the Red Sox. But the biggest thing that happened tonight, obviously, was Blake Snell getting pulled after only throwing 70 pitches. That is some gritty little 2003 ALCS level nonsense by Kevin Cash. I honestly have no idea what he was thinking. You're going to have Tyler Glass now out there for 112 pitches getting shelled, but you take Blake Snell out of an elimination game when he's only given up two hits and he's got a shutout going at like 73 pitches. How does that make sense? Make that make sense. Please explain to me how the analytics make that make sense when the part of the order that was coming up was 0 for 6 with 6 strikeouts on the night against Snell. Snell was dealing, and yeah, the Rays definitely needed more than one run to beat the Dodgers tonight, but please explain to me how you're going to take out Blake Snell and not only take out Blake Snell, you're going to put in Anderson for him, who is totally overworked and just riding the struggle bus tonight. You went from 5.1 innings of two-hit game from Blake Snell, who had 48 of his 73 pitches for strikes, to Anderson throwing 0.1 innings, giving up a hit, a run, and not getting anyone out. I understand Kevin Cash loves to play the bullpen game. I know he's an analytics guy, but guess what? We are seeing right now in real time that the analytics are not everything. This is why baseball is so annoying to so many people because it's all about the analytics. And look, analytics, we're seeing it right now. They do not win you World Series. I cannot believe the Rays made it this far with like a $2 payroll just to lose to the Dodgers because Kevin Cash pulled his starter. What the hell is that? And I have to say, the biggest irony of it all is that Kevin Cash is probably going to win American League Manager of the Year after effectively gift-wrapping this game for the Dodgers. Again, make it make sense. So in the bottom, we are now in the top of the ninth. This is Tampa Bay's last chance. And you've got Margot, Wendell, and Willie Adamas coming up in the order. If it gets further than that, you've got Kiermaier. So it could happen. It's only a two-run lead. But the way that this Tampa Bay's team has been hitting tonight, 
I do not have many expectations. The only run that they've scored tonight was a home run by Randy Rosarina way at the beginning of the inning, which, by the way, puts him at 10 home runs this postseason, a major league record. Coming into this postseason, the record was at 8, which Corey Seager tied up earlier in the series. Randy Rosarina blew past that two homers ago. And I have to say, regardless, it's going to be super fun to watch him play the next couple years. But still, I mean, this game is insane. This isn't how this should have ended. This should have gone to seven games. Blake Snell did everything he could. And he gets pulled by his analytic-loving manager. As they would say in Wayne's world, that is both bogus and lame. Now, I got to say, all of this happening on the anniversary of the Red Sox reversing the curse just feels very painful. Because look... Nobody wants to see Mookie, who might be the next coming of the Curse of the Bambino, the way things are going for the Red Sox. Nobody wants to see Mookie immediately getting a World Series ring with the Dodgers. And I'm not saying I'm not happy for him. I'm saying physically, I don't want to see it happen because it's going to hurt my heart. Especially because earlier today, he posted a video on his Instagram talking to his quote-unquote big bro, David Ortiz, remotely, of course. Just catching up, talking about some stuff. But this is the part that really killed me. Man, I got to tell you, Mo, it's hard for me to see you on the Dodger uniform. But you look good on the Dodger uniform, man. Do you ever tell that you were going to spend the next 12 years wearing that Dodger uniform? No, I had initially thought that I was going to be a Red Sox for life. I should insert one of those very, very 80s TV show screeches or like a Zach Morris Saved by the Bell pause right here. Time out! Oh my god. Mookie just said that he initially thought he was going to spend his entire career in Boston. Now, of course, when I say initially, that could have been, you know, that could have been like when he was a minor leaguer coming up. He thought he was going to spent his entire career here. And then that bogus offer from Dave Dombrowski in 2018 soured him on it and he decided to test free agency. He didn't get into specifics about when his mindset changed or if it was the trade or if it was the COVID pandemic that prompted him to actually sign the extension before he'd even played in a single game. All of that kind of stuff. But it hurts to hear. And my God, it is now the top of the ninth with two outs and it hurts even more. The Dodgers are literally one out away from winning a World Series for the first time since 1988. I wasn't going to be alive for another five years. And who do they have to thank for it? Largely Mookie Betts. Their team is virtually unchanged from last year. They are without Hyunjin Ryu, who went to the Blue Jays in free agency. But other than that, they didn't have many drastic changes to their roster. The biggest thing they did, largely the only thing they did, was get Mookie Betts. They were looking for that final piece of the puzzle, and guess what? We're about to find out whether or not they have it. It's one strike to Adamus, and the Dodgers are about to win the World Series. 60-game season, but they're still about to win the World Series. Now, you know, a lot of Red Sox fans are going to be salty about this. I think it's important to distinguish between being heartbroken and acknowledging that it's bittersweet and being salty. I mean... I'm going to be happy for Mookie. I'm going to be happy for Vin Scully. Going to be happy for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I'm going to be happy for the Red Sox because it's going to mean that the offseason has officially begun. And I'm sure that very soon I'm going to have a lot of 
frustrations to air out about whatever Chaim Bloom plans to do this offseason, whether or not he keeps Martin Perez, whether or not he actually goes out and acquires pitching, or the Red Sox are just not going to have pitchers next year, whoever the manager is going to be. Just like that, the Dodgers have won the 2020 World Series, the weirdest, most stressful, insane season of baseball is officially over. It's time for Chaim Bloom to get to work. And Alex Cora's suspension, in case you were wondering, just expired. It's 20 minutes to midnight on October 27th, and Alex Cora is officially unsuspended from the game of baseball. What a time to be a Red Sox fan. Mookie Betts and Joe Kelly and David Price are going to get World Series rings with the Dodgers. Alex Cora just got unsuspended. Someone from the Rays is now the GM of the Red Sox. And we just played 60 games of baseball and called it a full season. I don't even know how to process that. This has been the weirdest time in all of our lives. And I have to say, as much as I don't want to go back to a world without baseball, I am also very glad the 2020 chapter in the book of Major League Baseball is closed. So it's officially the off season, and that means that there is the free agent market to be had, and there are plenty of options for the Red Sox to choose from. Not saying that they're good options, but they do have options. And speaking of a multitude of options, there are so many makes and models of cars on the market nowadays that it is impossible for your local chain storefront to have in stock all of the parts that your specific car is going to need. So you're going to go to your traditional chain storefront, and you're going to get some intimidating questions because you might not be a car expert. That's probably why you're at the chain storefront in the first place. You're going to endure those pointless, intimidating questions. You're going to be made to maybe feel a little stupid. And then you're going to find out that the parts that you need aren't even in stock. So you're going to stand there and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. He's going to choose the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. And he's going to charge you more to do all of this. You could be getting charged 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at that chain store that you could be buying at rockauto.com and saving yourself a lot of hassle along the way. This is the big secret. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. You know why they do that? Because they are a website for everybody. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for your car or truck. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. When you go to rockauto.com to check out those low prices, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, this World Series win that just happened about 10 minutes ago has gotten me thinking about 1988, because I was not alive then. But I'm not talking about the 1988 Dodgers, obviously. This is locked on Red Sox. I got a little curious about the 1988 Boston Red Sox. It was the 88th season in the franchise's history, and they actually finished first in the American League East. They had an 89-73 and record, 
But when they went to the ALCS, they were swept by the Oakland A's. If you'll recall, this is the year that manager John McNamara was replaced by Joe Morgan, and immediately after, the team won its next 12 games in a stretch that they nicknamed Morgan Magic. John McNamara went 43-42 and 42 before being fired, and then Joe Morgan finished the season with a 46-31 and 31 record to put them over the top. They started the season going 14-6 and 6 in April, but then they had some problems in May, they went from having this 14-6 and 6 record in April to having an 11-16 and 16 record the following month, slightly improving to 14-12 and 12 in June, but then they lost one of their pitchers, Jeff Seller, because he was hit by a line drive that broke his hand in a game against the Cleveland Indians. At the All-Star break, the Red Sox were 43-42. and 42. They were nine games behind the Detroit Tigers in the ALE standings, and the team decided to fire John McNamara and make third base coach Joe Morgan their manager. And once they played their first game after the All-Star break on July 15th, they went on a 12-game winning streak, which put them in first place over the Tigers and Yankees. They then set an American League record with 24 consecutive home victories at Fenway Park. But in typical Red Sox fashion, they had a little bit of trouble actually finishing the job This season reminds me of watching a 2019 or 2020 Red Sox game. The Red Sox were in first place, but they then, in the final two weeks of the season, finished with nine losses in their final 13 games. They barely hung on to win the AL East. They finished one game ahead of the Tigers for their second division title in three years. But doesn't that remind you of watching a Red Sox game where they'll be up something like 5-1 to one, and then in the ninth inning with two outs, somehow Matt Barnes is going to give up three runs to make that nice, comfortable lead very, very uncomfortable. That's exactly what this 1988 season was like. Of course it was. This Red Sox team had Wade Boggs, Jim Rice, Dwight Evans, Roger Clemens was the opening day starter. This was in the era where a young Roger Clemens was still on the Red Sox years away from Yankees and steroids and all kinds of trouble. This was a good team. Until, of course, you know, they got swept by the A's. For some reason, the Red Sox have always had trouble against the Oakland A's. You'll recall that in 2018, they were no hit by the Oakland A's for the first time in 24 years and 364 days. They couldn't make it one more day to make it an even 25 years, which again, very Red Sox. That's Red Sox baseball for you. But ultimately, the Dodgers would go on to win that World Series in 1988, and tonight they have won again for the first time since. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Lakers and the Dodgers winning in the same year, they are going to be unbearable on sports social media. But they're entitled. I I think the Red Sox and Patriots fans did the same thing in 2018. So it's their time. So this has been your Tuesday night, end of game, end of World Series, beginning of off-season episode of Locked on Red Sox. It is officially, finally, mercifully, the off-season, which means that very soon I will actually have things to report because Chaim Bloom is no longer in a holding pattern. Very exciting and stressful. Speaking of stressful, this is my daily reminder to please vote. If you are able to vote in person, 
please go vote in person. If you are able to drop off your absentee ballot in person, please drop your ballot off in person. We are one week away from the election, and it is too close to mail your ballot unless you absolutely have to. Please, please, please use your voice. Use your American right and vote and vote with your conscience. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at GFSTARR1. You can follow Locked On Red Sox at LO underscore Red Sox. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to the off season and go Red Sox.